Praise the Lord. It's good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. And looking forward to another another evening in the presence of the Lord. Um, I, uh, I know we have some needs here tonight to pray for. Uh, we need to uh, lift up Sister Perrine's son tonight. Uh, DJ, BJ, BJ, he needs a miracle. And uh, we need to lift up Sister Cheryl. And we need to lift up Sister Ruth. And uh, we need to lift up um, uh, the Harris family. Sister Haley and uh, and the boys, they need uh, God's touch tonight. Um, so Sister McFarland's granddaughter, Ella, we need to lift her up tonight. And uh, Mike Hamilton, he needs a touch from the Lord. Did you tell him you were praying for him? Yeah. So we're going to lift up Mike Hamilton tonight that God would touch him. Amen. Anyone else have a need? Also, I I have meant to say this before, but uh, I just it slipped my mind. But uh, Sister Shirley uh, Barr uh, was going to a church in Northern Kentucky, and they they sold uh, their building, um, and she got part of that, and she presented High Point uh, with a with a check for fifteen thousand dollars. And so what, what we told her what we were wanting to do with that is to get a church van um, so we could have a way to, to go, go to events together but to also uh, start an outreach where we could uh, begin to pick people up in the city. And um, it's been on my heart uh, for a while now. And uh, if you would, just help me pray that if the Lord would just want to give us a van, we'll we'll take whatever. But if He'll lead us, if He wants to lead us to uh, to a van that we're going to pay for and get twice what we, you know, we we just believe God will do that as well. And so, a lot of things to pray for tonight. Would you stand with me? Okay, okay. I missed one here, sister. Okay. Right, that's not good. But we know we know a miracle worker, sister. Okay, uh, what's her name? Lynn. Okay, Lynn. Now forgive me if I don't remember all these. Brody's bag. Was it that high five, brother? Did you throw yourself out? Give me that high five. <laughs> okay, Sister Becca, okay. Sister Banks, your family, and Camden. Camden, okay. All right. A lot of needs tonight. 
Why don't we present these to the Lord? Let's just spend a few moments here and, and present these needs. God, we thank you tonight. You're a way maker, healer, deliverer. So we speak healing over these needs tonight, Lord. We lift up Mike that you touch his knee in the name of Jesus. As a testimony of your faithfulness, God, we speak and release healing over his life. In the name of Jesus, we pray for, for Sister Shirley, God, that you touch her. Touch her body, Lord. Touch her body. In the name of Jesus, we speak and release healing over her, oh God. Thank you, Lord, for your presence. Thank you for your healing virtue. Lord, we lift up uh, Sister Cheryl tonight that you'd, that you'd meet with her and touch her in the name of Jesus. We pray, God, that you'd have your way. Lord, that you'd move in this place. We believe you tonight for healing. We believe that your healing virtue, Lord, and your power will move, Lord, where there is faith. Lord, and we speak it in faith, believe. And we, we pray for Camden. Lord, that you touch his little body tonight. God, you know his needs. You know what's going on in his life, in his body. And we speak healing in the name of Jesus over him. Lord, lift up Lynn tonight, God, that you, that you make a way, Lord. Make a way that only you could. And touch her, Lord. And heal her, Lord. We speak and release healing tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We thank you, Lord, tonight. We thank you for your healing virtue, Lord. We thank you for your power, God. We thank you for your goodness and mercy, Lord. We lift up, oh, oh God, we lift up BJ tonight. That you touch him, Lord. We believe that you're able to do the miraculous in his life. And we speak and release healing over him tonight. Let it be accomplished, mighty God, to bring you glory and honor. Lord, we speak it and believe it. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let it be done, God, according to your will and purpose. We believe you tonight, oh God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, we pray, oh Lord, tonight, oh, for Sister Renetta's husband, God, that you touch him, Lord, that you remove the uh, ammonia tonight. In the name of Jesus Christ, we speak the healing virtue of God into his body and believe for the miraculous tonight, Lord. Let the gifts of healing be dispatched in this house in the name of Jesus. Oh, I feel your presence tonight, God. I feel faith rising in this house, oh Lord. And I believe, Lord, that you're moving. Oh, that you're sending. That you're performing the miraculous like only you can. In the name of Jesus, I speak faith over this gathering tonight. I release healing over this gathering tonight. In the name of Jesus, I speak, Lord, a word of faith into this atmosphere. Lord, let the gift of faith be loosed in this house. In the name of Jesus, I speak it and believe it. Lord, and I know that you're faithful. And I know that you walk in the midst of the church. Lord, and you're still doing miracles. You're still performing the miraculous. In the name of Jesus Christ, I speak it tonight, Lord. Somebody clap your hands to the Lord tonight. Uh, can you feel it tonight? Do you sense it in the spirit? Oh, I believe there is there is something happening at high point. 
something stirring in this assembly. There's something stirring in God's people. Oh, thank you, Lord. I feel the boldness of the Lord. I feel the boldness of His Spirit surging through this house, surging through His people. myself down a little bit. We're going to worship the Lord for a few moments here and just maybe just get lost in His presence for a few moments. And we're going to give you an opportunity to present your offering to the Lord and we're going to just worship Him. Let Him know how much we need Him. Let Him know that His presence is desired in this house. Amen. Let's lift our voices to the Lord. Let's give him high praise tonight. When I think about the Lord, how he saved me, how he raised me, how he filled me with the Holy Ghost, how he healed me to the uttermost. When I think about the Lord, how he picked me up and he turned me around how he placed my feet on solid
Jesus. Thank God my yesterday's gone. Forgiven, oh yeah, hey. and I've been washed by the blood. Come on, anybody believe this tonight? Say, oh, my hope is in Jesus. Oh yes, it is. Thank God, my yesterday. One more time, lift our voices all over this house. Lift it up and sing it. Say, oh, my hope is in. Oh, it's in you, Jesus. Only in you, Jesus. Thank God, my yesterday. I'm not looking back. And I said, oh. Yesterdays are gone. I'm so thankful for that. God is so good. God is so good. You're so good, Jesus. Thank you. I won't go back. I won't go back. I'm moving ahead. I got my eyes set on the prize. And I won't stop until I apprehend it. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Is that how you feel tonight? I won't stop until I apprehend it. I won't stop until I get there. I'm going to get there somehow, and it's not going to be because of my strength. It's going to be because of the Lord. The Lord is going to take me there. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Deuteronomy chapter 31. 
I want to read verses 1 through 8, and then we'll go back and cover them and see what the Lord will help us receive tonight. Verse 1, And Moses went and spake these words unto all Israel. And he said unto them, I am an hundred and twenty years old this day, and can no more go out and come in. Also the Lord hath said unto me, Thou shalt not go over this Jordan. The Lord thy God, he will go over before thee, and he will destroy these nations from before thee, and thou shalt possess them. And Joshua, he shall go over before thee as the Lord hath said, and the Lord shall do unto them as he did to Sion and to Og, kings of the Amorites, and unto the land of them whom he destroyed." And the Lord shall give them up before your face, that ye may do unto them according to all the commandments which I have commanded you. Be strong and of a good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. And Moses called unto Joshua and said unto him, In the sight of all Israel, be strong and of a good courage, for thou must go with this people unto the land which the Lord hath sworn unto their fathers to give them, and thou shalt cause them to inherit it. And the Lord, he it is that doth go before thee, he will be with thee, He will not fail thee. Everyone say, he will not fail thee. Neither forsake thee. Fear not, neither be dismayed. Now, would you set your Bibles down and lift your hands toward heaven and realize that the Lord is in this house and he wants to give us clarity tonight. He wants to expand our understanding. And I believe the Lord wants to release a, a word of wisdom tonight. I believe he wants to release a word of knowledge. I believe that he wants to operate in the spirits in the gifts of the spirit tonight uh, to bring edification. Lord, we're asking you to release your anointing tonight your word is already anointed this gathering is anointed because we have gathered together in your name and we believe that you're here tonight you're working and ministering you're releasing oh God and I receive it and Lord let your people receive what you would say tonight to bring increase to our understanding Lord have your way in this house and let your servant speak with authority In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, amen. Y'all may be seated. I want to minister from this subject tonight. And it it hit me. The Lord does things like that where (laughs) I'll begin to just work on something as the Lord leads me. And then when I'm getting ready for church, he just kind of, Sometimes he just kind of brings it all together. And this hit me this way tonight. Uh, I want to title this, A Stronghold Called Familiar. If we go back up to verse uh, 2. Or if we read uh, 
Let's see here. Okay, we'll start here. I am 120 years old this day. Moses had accomplished great things during the last 80 years of his life. But now he had reached the end. He had led Israel as far as God allowed because of what he did at Meribah. I wonder what it must have been like as Moses, whatever, however he was perched up, whether it was on a, on a rock. I don't know how you, how you speak before thousands, hundreds of thousands of people, how you, how you speak in that kind of situation. But maybe, maybe, uh, there was this moment that Moses began to say, this is it for me. And I have to imagine, what was Israel's response in this moment? I would say it would probably be a lot like what we, what we do when we hear something that shocks us. We look around to each other like, did you know about this? What's going on here? But Moses begins this discourse as we have already read. And if we, if we go to verse 3, the Lord thy God, he will go over before thee. So I imagine that after the people were shocked at the news of what Moses had said to him, he said, listen to me. The Lord thy God, he will go over before thee. Let me bring you some reassurance. The Lord will go before thee. He will destroy these nations. He reassures the people that, that God was with him. And I, I thank God tonight. I thank God for leaders. But when they go as far as God allows, we must realize that he is still going to be with us. It's not over when there's a transition. It's not over when one leader says, I can't go any further. Somebody else has to come. And then God allows a man to step into a place, listen, a place of the unknown. God doesn't hand off a calling to the familiar. We don't step into a place and it's familiar. We don't step into a calling that's familiar. We don't step into a relationship that's familiar, but it becomes but familiar becomes a stronghold. So Moses reassures and and our leadership reassures that God is still going to be with us and finish what he started. Everybody say, finish what he started. Although I'm not going over, God is. And he is going to destroy the, the nations from before thee. Joshua will take you over, but God will have already made a way. It's not Joshua carving out the path. God is already there. Verse 4. 
And the Lord shall do unto them as he did to Sion and to Og, the kings of the Amorites. Moses reminds them of what God has already done. How many times have we heard, and and maybe times that I have said, uh, to try to take us down the road uh, uh, called memory lane where we remember what God has done for us. Because sometimes in the midst of the darkness, in in the midst of trouble, we often forget that God has been faithful, that God has always made a way, that God has always provided. But it takes somebody to say, remember. Remember what he did. He has already given to us the land of the Amorites. And he is going to do it again. And we see this constant reminders from God through Moses' writing. Maybe because there was anxiety and fear from moving into unknown areas. Anyone ever felt confident stepping into the unknown? Nobody's confident enough to say yes. Because listen, the unknown is scary at times, isn't it? That's something we must deal with when we look into the darkness. We look into the, the thing that we, we can't figure out. We can't wrap my, our head around it. We look and we say, God, how is this going to work out? And he's saying, you got to move. I'm not going to give you all the details. You just walk through the unknown and you believe I'm going to be there. I've, haven't I... Have I not proved to you my faithfulness? Have I not shown you the miracles and the signs and the wonders? Walk through the darkness and know that that darkness is filled with my presence. But I believe this is something all of us struggle with. And it can produce fear and anxiety in all of us. Really, our entire walk with the Lord is through unknown territory. Every step we gain, every step we take is unknown. Now, this thought came to me. If everything is familiar, I'm not walking. If I'm comfortable where I am, it's because I've been comfortable in captivity. Because our walk with the Lord is every step, every step is unknown. Every step is, Lord, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen, but I trust you. That's the way our walk should be. I trust you every step of the way, God. Because listen, it might be unknown for us. But God is on the other side of where we stand and he is in the midst of the unknown. Verse 5. And the Lord shall give them up before your face that ye may do unto them according to unto all the commandments which I have commanded you. The Lord will give them over to you. Listen, they had a promise but they also had a commandment. The promise was the Lord giving them victory over the nations that stood in the way. But the commandment is found in Deuteronomy chapter 7 verses 2 through 6. And when the Lord thy God shall deliver them before thee, thou shalt smite them and utterly destroy them. Thou shalt make no covenant with them, nor show mercy unto them. 
Neither shalt thou make marriages with him. Thy daughter thou shalt not give unto his son, nor his daughter shalt thou take unto thy son. For they will turn away thy son from following me, that they may serve other gods. So will the anger of the Lord be kindled against you and destroy thee suddenly. Verse 5, but thus shall ye deal with them. Ye shall destroy their altars and break down their images and cut down their groves and burn their graven images with fire. For thou art an holy people unto the Lord thy God. The Lord thy God hath chosen thee to be a special people unto himself. Above all people that are upon the face of the earth, God gave them a commandment. And all they had to do was show up. The victory was already there. He had already promised. He had already given them. All they had to do is show up in obedience to the commandment of the Lord. The Lord handed them victory, but they had to show up to take it. God will never ask you to walk a road that ends in defeat. Listen to me. He'll never ask you to step out into the unknown that's going to destroy you. He'll never send you into a dark place where there won't be light. There's going to be an answer. There's going to be an antidote. There's going to be hope. There's going to be faith in the midst of the unknown. Why? Because God will never lead us to defeat. But the only way we lose is when we are gripped by fear and fail to keep his commandments. How do we obtain his promise? By obedience to his word. That's how we obtain the promise. Listen, why did 3,000 people receive the promise in Acts 2? Let's read it, Acts 2, 36 through 41. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly, be confident that God hath made this same Jesus whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For this promise, for the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Now we recognize in verse 39 that there were, this was a promise. Now if we go back to verse, uh, go to, uh, verse 40, We'll see something here. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. And verse 41, here we have it. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized. And the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Now listen, the 3,000 were added because of obedience. Now there's some people out there that believe that that baptism is, is a sign to the congregation. That they have, that they have uh, been adopted into the family or something like that. But that's not what the Bible says. It's obedience to the word that leads us to the promise. So they gladly received his word and they were baptized. Listen, sometimes, sometimes church folks can forget what that walk down the aisle can feel like. Now listen, what will happen 
when I get there? What will happen when I get there? What if something happens on the way? What if I don't know what to do or to say? Now listen, this is a very familiar passage when we consider what happened to Moses in Exodus chapter 4 and verse 1. Moses answered and said, But behold, they will not believe me, nor hearken unto my voice. For they will say, The Lord hath not appeared unto thee. Now listen, what God was calling Moses to do was go back to Egypt. But to him at this point, it was unknown what was going to happen. Well, what if, Lord? How many times have we, have, we, have we approached or responded to the Lord by saying, What if? What if I move, God? I feel inspired to be led to go pray for somebody for their miracle. But what if? I feel inspired. I feel led to go somebody and to give them a word from the Lord. But what if? It's not familiar. It's not convenient. It's not comfortable. It's uncomfortable. I, I feel my palms sweating up. I feel, I feel anxious. I feel fearful. You know what? We'll probably feel a lot like Moses. What if I go back to Egypt and nothing happens? But listen, what if Moses didn't go back to Egypt? Because listen, if I step out and go, listen, he's there. Sometimes we get locked into this, that our limited, our limited thinking uh, by thinking that we're somehow leaving God behind when we step into the unknown. But God, I don't, I don't, I don't want to go there. You're here. He say, I'm everywhere. If I step out and I go, he's there. But listen, there's no avoiding the unknown because when God gives us a promise, the unknown is our road to get to it. Listen, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, you know, there's a lot of people that think they can qualify themselves to pastor a church, go through seminary, Become, become eloquent in their words, be, a, be able to, to, to understand the Greek and the Hebrew, uh, and think that somehow by their own skills and ability that they are qualified to. Listen, the Lord doesn't work that way. You know what he does when he calls a pastor? He calls him to step into the unknown. I don't know what this church is going to do. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm stepping up, and I'm going to follow through, and we're going to see what God's going to accomplish because I believe it's bigger than me. He's stronger than me, and he knows where this church is going. That's why I don't have to have all the answers. I just have to trust and believe. He is leading. Verse 6. 
Deuteronomy 31.6. Sorry. Be strong and of a good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Listen, he said strong, good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid. Why? Because the Lord thy God is with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Now this message never changed. We get into the New Testament and we look at Matthew chapter 28 and verse 20. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. He will not leave or forsake. I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Now listen to the reassurance that Jesus gave the disciples in John chapter 14, verse 1 through 3. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. That's a promise. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That's a promise. That where I am there, ye may be also. Verse 18. I will not leave you comfortless. That's a promise. I will come to you. That's a promise. Verse 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. That's a promise. Not as the world giveth. I give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither be, uh, neither let it be afraid. Listen. The disciples were troubled by the words Jesus spoke concerning his departure. What will it do uh, now? What will it look like now? What will we do now? We were gaining confidence in him while we walked with him and learned of him. And now he's going away. Listen, Jesus gave us the instructions. Go ye therefore and teach, and I will be with you. But now, how you have become familiar with, it's going to be unknown territory for you. You have become familiar with walking Behind Jesus. Can you walk by not seeing Jesus any longer, but knowing that he's here? He's, he's teaching us, he's teaching them how to be led from the inside. Now listen, the disciples would have to face the nations with a promise and a commandment. Go ye therefore, and I will be with you. It's not just the unknown. It's a combination of the unknown and opposition. Isn't that what it was with, with Moses? I don't think it was necessarily it was necessarily the unknown as much as it was the combination of the unknown and who he was going to face in the unknown. What if I get to Pharaoh? Or what if I get to, to God's people and they don't receive me? Because listen, when you step into the unknown, you're going to face the opposition called fear. 
And fear will come in many ways. It will come through people. It will come from yourself. It will come from your heart. Listen, there will be things that will try to rise up in that moment. Out, Come on, it's time to bail. It's time to go back to Egypt. Listen, we were comfortable there. We, we had what we needed there. We were familiar in Egypt. Let's go back to uh, Deuteronomy 31. Read verses 7 to 8. Moses called unto Joshua and said unto him in the sight of all Israel, Be strong and of a good courage, for thou must go with his people unto the land which the Lord hath sworn unto their fathers to give them, and thou shalt cause them to inherit it. And the Lord, he it is that doth go before thee. He will be with thee. He will not fail thee, neither forsake thee. Fear not, neither be dismayed. How many times does God have to send the message for his people to not be afraid, to not be worried, to not be anxious? To Listen, it didn't stop in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, Paul said, worry about nothing. Be anxious for nothing. Pray about everything. Moses charged Joshua in front of the people, be strong and of a good courage. Don't be fearful or broken in terror. He will not fail thee. Listen, you know what God was doing? God was preparing Joshua and Israel to face something they haven't faced under new leadership. This was Joshua's first big thing. Now, I, I didn't really take notice here by, by considering this uh, through the years about what, what Joshua had stepped into. Now, think about this. Moses in, in the tabernacle, there were moments where Moses talked to the Lord face to face, and Joshua was just like, And when Moses left, Joshua, I want that. Now listen, that close relationship with God is called walking in the unknown. Moses wouldn't got to the, he wouldn't have arrived in the tabernacle had he not went to Egypt first. But he went to Egypt in obedience and he stood in the tabernacle and face to face with the Lord. He spent 80 days in the mount with the Lord. Why? Because he said he faced his what ifs and he went to Egypt and he found out what would happen. Uh, what would happen when he would step into the unknown and realize that God would perform the greatest miracles he's ever seen in his life. He's seen it with his eyes, but he didn't stop there. He said, you know what? We're going we're gonna to go to the promised land, and we're going to set out. We're going to walk through the Red Sea. Listen, every step through that parted waters was unknown territory. I don't know what's on the other side, but I've seen the Lord, and I believe. Now listen, let's, I want to read, I want to skip some passages and get to the, to the end of this message right here. Verses 16 through 19. 
31, Deuteronomy 31, 16 through 19. Did I put that one there? Okay. I don't remember if I did that or not. And the Lord said unto Moses, Behold, thou shalt sleep with thy fathers, and this people will rise up and go a-whoring after the gods of the strangers of the land, whither they go to be among them, and will forsake me and break my covenant, which I have made with them. Listen, Moses was always getting insight. Because that's what happens when you walk with the Lord in the unknown. There's revelation. There's insight. Then my anger shall be kindled against them in that day, and I will forsake them, and I will hide my face from them, and they shall be devoured, and many evils and troubles shall befall them, so that they will say in that day, Are not these evils come upon us because our God is not among us? And I will surely hide my face in that day for all the evils which they shall have wrought in that they are turned unto other gods. Now, therefore, write ye this song for you and teach it to the children of Israel. Your last, your last task, Moses, you're going to teach them a song. And teach it to the children of Israel. Put it in their mouths that this song may be a witness for me against the children of Israel. Now, if we jump up to uh, verse 23, and we'll read verse 23 through 29. And he gave Joshua the son of Nun a charge and said, Be strong and of a good courage, for thou shalt bring the children of Israel into the land which I swear unto them, and I will be with thee. And it came to pass when Moses had made an end of writing the words of this law in a book until they were finished, that Moses commanded the Levites, which bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord, saying, Take this book of the law and put it in the side of the ark of the covenant, of the Lord your God, that it may be there for a witness against thee. For I know thy rebellion and thy stiff neck. Behold, while I am yet alive with you this day, ye have been rebellious against the Lord. And how much more after my death? Gather unto me all the elders of your tribes and your officers, that I may speak these words in their ears and call heaven and earth to record against them. Now listen, Moses learned that after 80 years of traveling through the unknown to get to the promise that Israel would forsake God and break the covenant. Could you imagine in Moses' shoes leading God's people to their promise only to find out, only to get insight that they're going to break the covenant? I can't imagine how it felt when the word came to him. But what about Joshua, a new leader, an unknown road, and the word that proclaims those who you are about to lead are going to forsake God? Maybe stepping into the unknown doesn't seem that appealing anymore. Because I'm about to lead these people into a place that they're going to disobey God. Joshua could have said, you know what, Moses, I think you need to get somebody else. I don't want any part of that. Now, what if God would tell us things like this? Like what I'm about to do in your life is you're going to pour into somebody and they're going to walk away from me. Well, Lord, you might as well go find somebody else. 
yeah, but I've, I've elected you. I've called you to walk that road. I've called you to reach the city of Winchester. Well, Lord, they're just going to turn around and backslide. They're not going to live for you. They're not going to give themselves to you. Yeah, but it's not up to you. What you must do is I've called you to walk the unknown road while holding on to the promise, and you let me perform the miracles. Sometimes we want to go to a place and perform the miracles ourselves. When we step up, I want to step up and know that God's about to do it right now. He's about to bring deliverance right now. I feel it, and then I'm going to lay my hands on him, and it's going to happen. But what happens if the Lord says it's not that easy? My watch just responded to me. I found this on the web. And this is what she found. What happens when God comes? So listen to this, from, from Egypt, and this, I believe this happened before Egypt, but as, as God's people walked into the promised land, and we know all the things that, that happened to them while they were in the promised land, we know that they were in some of the darkest times of history, and we know that there was a period of 400 years of silence between the Old and the New Testament, and then the light came to the earth, the man, Christ Jesus, who had inside of him, who he was 100% man and 100% God, came to the earth to bring light to the earth. But listen, when he, when he poured into his disciples and he taught them, he was preparing them to walk in the unknown. Now he showed Paul, he told Paul, well he told Ananias, I must show him all the things he must suffer for my name's sake. Could you imagine only seeing that I'm going to suffer and not actually see what's going to happen because of my suffering? He's going to show me I'm going to suffer, but I don't get to necessarily see all the things that he's going to do. But I've got to be willing to suffer without seeing the results. And it would appear that from, from the beginning... To the end that all the signs are against us. That all the signs are against them. That the world is wicked and dark and there appears to be people who loved God and kept his covenant but now decided to walk away. Can we be courageous enough to obey his word when we see people walk away? When we, pe- when we see people say, you know what, I don't have to do that. We don't have to do that. We don't have to go down that road. But can we hold on to God's promise and obey him when we don't know what's going to happen and how it's going to happen? Listen, I want to say something concerning where we are right now, and I believe, I believe this is what the Lord has brought us to in this moment. We are gaining ground 
here. And the Lord is sending people. But do we have enough courage to face all of the unknowns? But Lord, what if I take them under my wing and I invest in their life and they walk away? It would be better for you to obey him than to find out what happens to them. We can't dictate. We can't make, and I've said this before. You've heard me say this. We can't make people apostolic. That's why we can't give them a set of rules and say, here, do this, and you're welcome to the church family. No, God requires us to step into the unknown and say, listen, I don't know how this is going to go, but the Lord, has, the Lord has called me. He sent me here to invest. Do we have enough courage to face all the unknowns, obey his commandments to go, put on the whole armor and advance his kingdom while holding on to the promise that he'll never leave, he'll never forsake? Listen, that's got to be that's got to be what we hold on to when we step into the unknown. He said he would walk with me. He said he would never leave me or forsake me. He's calling me into the unknown. I got to believe that he's already there waiting for me to step out and waiting for me to trust. I want the stronghold of the familiar to be broken in my life. I want to step into the unknown. I don't want to gravitate to what's familiar. Let's stand. It's time to shake the strongholds of the familiar. Listen, it's time to trust the Lord and say, God, help me to face the opposition and have confidence that you will take me through it. You'll lead and guide me. Lord, you will not leave us comfortless. You will come to us and lead us. And I believe that you're working inside every one of us and you're bringing increase and you're allowing us to grow in the grace and in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we were following in your footsteps, Lord, but we need more. We need help. We need the strongholds of the familiar to be broken in our life. Uh, I believe this is a message for all of us here tonight. Why don't we, why don't we embrace what the Lord is sending us tonight? Uh, God is calling us into deep places. He's calling us into the unknown places. He's calling us to face fear and anxiety and be confident in his word and be confident in his power and be confident in him. Let's seek the Lord and ask him to help us to help the strongholds. In fact, let me pray over you right now. I, I release 
healing and deliverance right now over the people of God uh, that the stronghold of the familiar would become broken and it would be cast off in the name of Jesus Christ that there would be a baptism of courage and fearlessness that would overtake your people Lord drive us into the unknown where we will stand confident in your power and your ability I release deliverance in this house in the name of Jesus over everyone bound to the familiar those who are enslaved in the prison cell called familiar I speak and release freedom and deliverance that the cell would open up and the captive would come out into freedom Lord release your people and give us the strength and the courage to walk in liberty the spirit of fear from off your life and I release I release the spirit of courage the spirit of fearlessness into your life in the name of Jesus I loose anxieties and fear from off your life I bind it and cast it in the outer darkness in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ I release you from your prison cell to move through the unknown and receive what God has for you. Yes, mighty God. Yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I release a word of faith in this atmosphere. That God is about to raise you up. He's about to raise you up and equip you with courage that you've never experienced before. That you've never had in your life before. And that courage will carry you through the darkness. That courage will carry you through the unknown. And you will arrive at that place called promise in the name of Jesus Christ. Yes, do it for your people, God. Uh, we are your people, the sheep of your pastors. We trust you, God. We believe in your word. We believe, Lord, in the moving of your spirit and the leading of your spirit, God. And 
we know that you are taking us there, God. You're taking us there, Lord. What you desire to do in this community, God. Oh, it, uh, it will cause us uh, to step into the unknown. Yes. Why don't you go to somebody that you know has dealt with fear? Why don't you pray for them? Why don't you pray boldness over them? I release you to be bold in the face in the face of opposition. God has not given us the spirit of fear, power and of love and of a sound mind. Perfect love cast out fear. Lord, let your love let your love drive it out. Let it drive out the fear that we would be able to walk through the unknown with the love of God working in our lives. Jesus. 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 I speak your wonderful name. I speak your wonderful name, Jesus. Oh, and I believe, God, I believe, Lord, that you're releasing it. Come on, why don't you thank the Lord right now for giving, for giving you the courage. God, I thank you for the courage. I thank you for the courage. I thank you for making me fearless. I thank you, Lord, for allowing me to not see the numbers, but to see the promise. I'm not going to look at the numbers that are stacked against me. I'm going to fix my eyes on the promise and know that you'll carry me through the unknown. <laughs> yes, God. Yes, God. Oh. <laughs> Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I believe, I believe that when the Lord told me to sell all and give to the poor, that that was the beginning of shifting my focus to walking in the unknown. I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't I don't see I don't see the numbers before me. I don't see I don't see how it's going to take place now. I don't know how we're going to reach the city. It, it still seems like this big unknown thing. How are we going to build on this property? How are we going to do the things that we are we are believing God to do in this city and on this property? How are we going to do it? There's a lot of unknowns. But God did not call us here to shrivel away and die. But God called us to this land to thrive. 
He called us to this city to thrive. He called us to this city for increase. He called you to your neighborhood for increase. He called you to your community for increase. He called us to the church for such a time as this, for such a time as now, to bring us into victory through the unknown. I think our prayer from here on out ought to be, God, I don't know what to do. But, Lord, make intercession through me that your will would be released through my life, through my family. God, don't let me gravitate towards the familiar. Help me to walk through the unknown and trust you. This just came to me. God never called us to calculate. He called us to move. Because when we when we begin to crunch numbers, it's never going to make sense. When we become analytic about it, it's never going to make sense. It's never going to add up. It's never going to look to be in our favor. It's never going to look to be something that we instantly gain. It's going to look to be something that we lose. The unknown is, is unfruitful to us. When you see it, you don't understand it. But listen, that's where faith comes in. When I don't understand it, and I can't see it, but yet I walk. I believe the Lord is increasing our faith. And I believe the Lord is stretching us. And I believe that when God elevates, when God promotes, it will always be a promotion to more unknown.
You know what the Lord done for us Sunday. Brother Brother Billy, I, I appreciate what you have put yourself out to do by being a contact for people. And what I believe has happened through that is that there was a connection made where people who were hungry found what they needed. Now, think about this. If it weren't for technology, maybe that wouldn't have happened for us. But what would happen if instead of relying on technology, the church just walked into the unknown? We would find them. We would find them there hungry. And who, listen, I I believe, this is what I believe God is going to do in the last days. Is there are going to be miracles in people's homes. There's going to be outpouring in people's homes. There won't be time to gather everyone at church. Because it's going to take courage and boldness and unknown. And when you step into their house, I believe God's going to fill people's mouth with his word. And people, people are going to receive the Holy Ghost because there's going to be somebody that steps into the unknown, obeys God, and releases that word that, that releases an outpouring. What, in the first century, what did Peter do when he went to, Cor- he went to Cornelius' house? While Peter yet spake, I mean, there was an outpouring. Listen, I, I believe if we, would, if we would get courage and fearlessness about when we go into someone's house, we recognize who they are and who we are. I'm here as an ambassador. God has sent me here just like he sent Peter to Cornelius with a message. And when I speak, listen, I believe when people begin to walk through the unknown and they step into that place that God is sending them, that all they have to do is start speaking and God will take care of the rest. I've been praying for Cornelius' experience. God, lead us to Cornelius. Lead us to those that hunger for you, that desire a move of your spirit. Let there be trances and visions and dreams that lead us down that unknown path to, for someone to experience Pentecost for themselves. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I believe it and receive it, God. Help us to go forth in the power and the demonstration of your spirit. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I love and appreciate you all. I believe the Lord has released something in this house. And I receive it. And I'm not going to let the enemy take it. Make it up in your mind. I'm going I'm to go home and I'm going to... I'm going to meditate on this. And I'm going to let it sink in. I'm going to let it... I'm gonna let it I'm going to let it produce roots and grow and produce fruit. I take this word home. Amen. God bless you all. You are dismissed in Jesus' name. Mulch party Sunday. Amen. Prayer at 11 o'clock. 11.15.